I got a code brown situation going on. Wait, what's tushy? It is it is the thing that I detest the most about you. I'm a hard pass on anything featuring John Leguizamo. I mean, do you want guys just shooting ropes on your stairs? I chose that Mexican man blouse. Hello and welcome. We're back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. You guys don't know what goes into this. You guys, you don't know pain. You don't know what it's like to bring you this entertainment for pretty much for free every week. But we do it because we love it and we love you guys. Episode 168 of the show. Very, very pleased to be joining you here from Southern California. Um, If you would like to weigh in, today we have the finals of our iTunes roasting contest, an idea that we borrowed via one of our listeners. Thank you, Mark. Uh, So today we find out who will win. It's I'll just I'll just give you a heads up. It's down to two. We and and I'll tell you how we're going to figure out who wins. Very scientific. Um, So if you have thoughts on that. Please reach out. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email address. Leave a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. We've been getting some good voicemails lately, so if you want to be part of that, jump in there. Um, as always, I tell you to like our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. And then the, the big thing right now is iTunes. Still, it was fun to do this contest. There's some good roastings on there. It was very, very hard to get it down to the finalists this week, but we were able to do that and uh, we're happy about that. Um, But there's still just way too few of you have reviewed the show on iTunes. So just do that. Just go there right now. Give our show a five-star rating and then review the show there. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on iTunes really helps to grow our numbers, which we're doing okay. But we could be doing better. We could always be doing better. So um, help us out there. iTunes, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Joining me now, as always, it's Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Uh, my back is killing me. I, oh, I yeah, was doing some mo- heavy furniture moving yesterday. Oh, really? Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, – I, I said to you before the show started, this is not, uh, this is not humble brag or bragging or whatever – uh, I was doing some some charity moving of furniture for some Syrian refugees yesterday. Oh, uh-huh. It was not my idea. I didn't. I I just was. Hey, you you're you're strong enough to lift some furniture. Can you help out? So did I did you, that. So you were like you were like hoisting boxes of C four explosive and like TNT. Oh, that and is were there very unkind? Were there a very lot? Unkind. Were there a lot of? Um, uh, blueprints, like blueprints for buildings yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, plane flight manuals and stuff like that. Like, this, yeah, were they able to put a, all that stuff a, away? A, 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 this is how it went down. So, there's a lady in town who obviously has seen the awful, you know, situation with uh, these these Syrian refugees. They come and they like they have nothing. Like the plan for what they have to what they get is like, all right, you have five people in your family. You got five plates, five forks. 
five knives and uh that's it and like then it's up to like charitable organizations to you know to procure furniture stuff like that so this woman uh put it together and then talked to michelle and michelle's like well i uh would you mind helping here and so it was a couple of like women that are like moms from the school and so i don't you know i know i know them but like you know I don't know them that well. And plus like, you know, just spending the day in a U-Haul truck and, but I, I had to do all the lifting and, uh, these, these people are, it's not like they take you from Aleppo and they're like, all right, let's, uh, let's put you in like a nice, you know, suburb, like real easy access. No, no. they, they sent him to Patterson, New Jersey, home of Fetty Wap and, uh, <sighs> Where that was where Reuben Hurricane Carter got arrested. Like that's oh, wow. yeah. yeah, like Pat Patterson's no joke. And so we go in there. And so so as we're driving there, maybe it's a half hour from me. I got a code brown situation going on. Oh, I didn't Ed, this story has taken a turn. Yes. And so that's why all of this is relevant. Because all, all the previous things. Because I'm with a couple of women from the school yeah. that I don't really know that well. I'm in the U-Haul truck, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is not good. And Patterson is not like – it's not like you just – you don't even just find a McDonald's to pop in. It's just – it's a and I'm going to Syrian refugees. These are people that have just escaped bombing and are like scared of thunder, and you can't wear shoes in their house. So I'm moving – I'm taking on and off shoes. They're in like a top floor walk-up, and I'm pushing – and so try to hold it in when you are pushing a couch up the stairs, a heavy couch up the stairs. Horrible. Yeah. So I'm white knuckling it and I am I don't know what to do because they don't speak English and like it was not clear. This was the there there were I guess the 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 father of the family was out to out working or something. And so it was like a woman and some young children and like nobody spoke English whatsoever. Like I guess there was a contact that told them we were coming with furniture, and I'm just struggling with it. And w- while I'm moving furniture, the landlord of the building gets on the stairs and starts yelling at me because he doesn't want his walls dented or, or her walls dented. She pulled up in a Mercedes and was yelling, and yeah. like the place looked like, um, you know, in Coming to America when they find the, like, the shitty place to go stay, right? It was like that, and I'm getting yelled at, and I'm I'm like it's bad, and I can't get anyone to like acknowledge that there's a a toilet anywhere. Like this was it was insane, and I was just holding it in, holding it in, and because I don't I don't drink coffee, so I think that yeah. makes people re- regular in the mornings. Right, it helps, yeah, yeah. So I was just I I I had nowhere to go. And so I just you was shit, you hoping shit in this woman's house. No, no, no. I I was like thinking about it, and I was like, I don't know if I can. I can't. I can't speak. I can't. I can't like communicate with them whatsoever. And so I'm just. I I, I really was like white knuckling, just doing everything I could. And I'm thinking these poor people have come from just nothing. They were sleeping on like towels on the floor. And the first experience with America is going to be seeing a 41-year-old man shit himself. 
And so I just, I'm proud of myself. Mind over matter. I made it back. I made it back. I survived. Heroic. Heroic. That that was, that was it. That was my code Brown story. You know, but I got to tell you, like it airlifted me by the time I got back home. It was, it was not good. You know, these, these refugees, they sign, they, you know, they're like, just get me the fuck out of here. And they're, you know, their fucking village is destroyed or whatever. So they got, they sign up and then they have to be checked and then they don't get to decide where they go. I'm sure they have preferences, but if they want to send you to, you know, Sweden, right? They send, it, it, it send you to Sweden. New Jersey or Germany. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like, Imagine like you could, you could go to like Sweden or France, Spain, somewhere bitching. And you end up in Patterson, New Jersey, and the first thing that happens is some lunk-headed Irish guy comes in and takes a shit in your bathroom. <laughs> and I hate it. You know, it happens every once in a while right. when you get the the repairman, the delivery yeah. man, it greases the can. You're yeah. like, oh god, fucking Christ! So I didn't want to be that guy on many levels. Plus, I was like with with yeah, uh, these moms Awful. and like that you so didn't on know. Top of that. So I had to like stifle the the warning shots. Like I was just it was a, yeah. it was the most uncomfortable day of my life. And just holding something in when you're moving heavy furniture is a real problem. Very difficult. Very very difficult to do. I, I'm like you. I'm not. I'm a shy shitter. Like I like to do that on my home turf. Some people they don't they don't care. They'll just go I wherever. Yeah, I I've never done it on an airplane. Yeah. I've I've uh when I was in school, like I think maybe once I had a bad day in high school, but overall throughout my entire school career, it was like, no, I'll just make it home. I can't do this. Um yeah. No, I'm I'm the same way. Like I don't let it go in random places. Uh okay, we should so we should talk about the iTunes contest, Ed. Yes. The um it came down. There were some very very good contestants um excellent excellent entries all the way around um but it came down to a final two uh so i'll just announce i'll just go through the the two finalists and then later in the show we're going to find out who won the first the first finalist so what we did ed and i both selected like a top three um and sent them to each other. And of course, those th- neither of those three overlapped. I had three and Ed had three that we both that we both deemed worthy, but we both we both selected a number one. So Ed's number one is a gentleman named K Mac Tex. His I'll just read it. It says, All that begging for reviews, is it worth it? A West Coast snake man and East Coast bitter man do a pretty good podcast. The show creator, Brian, a.k.a. the other guy, is a bit of a monster. He doesn't shower upon waking. I love that people hate that. Where's it is, it's the thing that I detest the most about you. Oh, I have a nice clean body when I get in bed, though. Wears flip-flops on airplanes and in his free time hangs out with snakes. I mean, that's a bit of a reach there. On the other hand, his sidekick, Easy Ed, is anything but relaxed. 
He is so uptight. He listens to podcasts at increased speeds, is a germaphobe on the Howard Hughes level, and for the most part, hates kids. His one talent (laughs) is imitating John Depp, which he does too infrequently. The best part of the show is when Brian's hummingbird, Fancy Sauce, appears at the end of a podcast when she can be heard, which is too rare. She needs to use her Aussie accent way more often. Somehow, someday, this odd cast of characters makes, or, yeah, make a very entertaining podcast that you won't ever want to miss. Okay, that's KMAC text. That's excellent. That was in my top five. Yeah, that's a good one. It is good. And then here's the other one Ballers Ball. This podcast is unique. It features a guy named Ed who is an 80s pop culture savant and has seen more African-American dong than the Catch Me Outside chick and the Kardashians combined. Joining Ed is Brian, a former juvenile delinquent who now wears cool rings, a Mexican man blouse, and cooks fish at work. He whispers on a podcast occasionally, which is strange. Joining the guys is Kate who was once hit on by Quentin Tarantino and whose friends have banged famous celebrities. They're all cool and say they're not placist, but will eventually make fun of where you're from. That is from Alex and Clearwater. So those are the top two. And what I did via secret ballot, I submitted both of those without saying whose favorite each was to our very own fancy sauce. And I just noticed this second one. Yeah was way more favorable to me. Yet I was, I'm going to say, I was the one pushing for the one saying that I was Howard Hughes and hates kids. Yeah, no, that is very good. The, 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 I would say that the line, the Ed line of the contest came from, I believe, hold on, I have it here. Uh, It's from Andy in Denver who said, who said, easy Ed daily, Jersey zone Eminem. Ed talks a lot about that one Wu-Tang song he knows. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that's so funny. <laughs> See, I, 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 I wondered when I read this. I thought it was good. Yes. But I wondered if, like, he thinks I'm one of these guys that, like, that's my identity. Like, you wouldn't know. I, I mean, I have some some T-shirts and stuff. Yeah. But, like, you wouldn't know I'm um, a guy that, that most of my uh, music collection is rap. Like, I'm just not. No. I'm. I I give off a white upon white vibe and not like white Eminem vibe. Like I just yes. give off like a pretty lame white guy vibe. Right. You're not, you're definitely not a, you don't have a hip hop appearance or vibe, which no. makes it even more funny. And I don't recall you ever mentioning a single Wu Tang song on this show. I did mention that I've, I've, I went to that concert yes. right before Christmas and they like, like, all right, we gave you a medley. We gave you like a 15 minute medley. We're going to go Christmas shopping. See ya. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Ed talks a lot about that one Wu Tang song he knows. I just found so fucking funny. But yeah, there was a lot of making fun of me for my jewelry collection, my Birkenstocks. I still, my favorite moment of it, I thought he, he went a little heavier on me. My favorite moment of it was when I was was angrily accused for of uh, using barbecue as a verb when it shouldn't be. <laughs> I, I thought, like, I love when yes. people get fired up over shit right. that doesn't matter. That, that was my front runner for quite, for most of the contest. I, I thought barbecue as a verb was going to be a winner because <laughs> I thought that was very funny too. 
<laughs> but when I went, I wanted to get somebody that kind of came after everybody. And so yeah. we, we do have, we do have two. And there were good, there were good general, like somebody compared our podcast to the Donner party, which yeah. I find one of the funnier references. Yeah. That's it's always good when you, when you have a, uh, a party that led to cannibalism. Yeah. It's like the, they, they said it's like the audio version of the Donner party or something. Yes. No, and another one was the version, the audio version of somebody jerking off. Yes. So good. <laughs> uh, I like I like those two as well. So we we definitely we got some good submissions, uh, but it's it's between Alex and Clearwater and KMac Tex. You guys are gonna have to listen to when Fancy Sauce joins us later to find out who won. Uh, okay. Oh, and what another thing quickly. This this is something um, that also came up. I believe Gary in Fort Bend called me like a. Fish, like I love the band Fish, which was very rude and hurtful. And then another listener of ours, Brett Muzzy, who's a very bad guy, he just forwarded me an email with no, there was no, uh, no uh, reason, no, no explanation for why he sent it. He just forwarded me a link to an email. For a jam band cruise. <laughs> so, you know what it would be? It'd be like you take off, like uh, Captain Steubing, everybody waves, and then they play the same song for the entire cruise by, by the time you come back. Well, you're right back there. How would you know the difference? No, they just start playing and you're gone for four days and they just, have ne- they just never stop. They're just and a lot, noodling. And a lot of like just, hey, he's feeling it. He's feeling it. And there's yes. a lot of sweat. Yes. He's, he's he's never played it this way before, man. How dare you, Brett Muzzy? Ter- you're a terrible, terrible person. What a bad guy. Uh, okay, let's let's do a couple emails. Ed, email. Let's do some email. Just one, one last thing. Oh yes, I, I think you know I'm getting tagged with things. I've come down hard on kids and and I and and germaphobe and stuff. You get tagged with stuff like you are the snake guy and you are the the jam band fan, which is you're the fish fan, which I, I like that you're you're just taking on identities. Right. No, and none of these things are true, by the way. Well, this the is, snake guy actually is true because is, no, you had you said my best friend and I did nothing but feed no, uh, things to snakes. That's <laughs> those were your exact words. That <laughs> all we did was feed snakes. That's not true, <laughs> but it is funnier that way. So we can, we can leave it like that. Okay. Email. Sup bosses. Shaking my head. Since this is a regional show, this is, this is Dave who's obsessed with me calling people boss. Since this is a regional show, what's the over under a number of times a local Southern California has changed his windshield wipers in their lifetime? Thanks. That's from Dave and Psychomany. Yes, I I was trying to figure out is that a thing because is that a comment on the fact that it doesn't rain much right. or never is rains. that yeah I mean it rains here I've never changed windshield yeah. wipers once yeah. in my life I don't drive much but no. still yeah no I not, get it not once they, is that something that happens to windshield wipers yeah they get they get dry and cracked out like they don't. Yeah, after a while, you got to change them. I will say this. I've been driving the same vehicle for a decade. I bought it new. I drive it every day. It has 
230,000 miles on it. Fucking runs great. And Must be Honda. pretty much every time I get an oil change, they're like, hey, you want to change these wipers? And I'm like, nah. Uh, and so I've never done it except one time I was like, had it like a sensor went out. I had to take it to the mechanic. There was like something he had to fix. It was running kind of rough, you know, tune up. I took it to the guy and when he gave it back to me, he's like, Oh, by the way, I changed your windshield wipers. So I didn't ask for that, but it has been done. So one time, so one time that I know of in 10 years, I've changed my wipers. So that's, I would say that's the average once every decade. I, my current car is only a couple years old, yeah. but I've that's my third car uh, since college, and since, since mid college, and, and I've zero. never done it. Yeah, good for you. Uh, okay, here's another one, Bry. Can you explain the difference between deals and appetites, and only the way that you can? My spouse is struggling with the concept. That's from Ross. Okay, a deal. A deal is like something that is part of who you are. That this guy's got a deal, like. Right, like you've you've got a an angle like on who right, you are. Right. It's just it's yeah, it's just part of your uh persona. Like John Travolta has a deal. It's not it may not be like that definable, but when you look at him it's you're like not right, it's not just right, being right of a certain orientation. Right. It's a guy who wears a pilot's Outfit. Exactly. A guy that guy that glues his hair on. Guy that may or may not frequent bathhouses in the yeah. Santa Monica area. Mm-hmm. Like there's it all goes together to form a deal. Like this John Travolta's got a deal. Whereas appetites, well, that's just that's a craving for one specific thing. So like Tiger Woods, for instance, he's got a deal. His deal is pretty much being an arrogant asshole. But he's also got appetites, and that was his downfall. His appetites were for pussy. He likes pussy. He likes random pussy, and that's part of his being an asshole, but that's not – random pussy isn't his deal. That's his appetites. Does that make sense? You know what was funny is like the way that news story trickled out. It was – I feel like it was like Thanksgiving weekend. It was 2009. And the way it's, it came out is like Tiger Woods has been in a car accident pulling out of his own driveway. And you're like, what? Weird. Mm-hmm. You're kind of used to pulling out of your driveway. Like that would think. I mean, you, you my my poor driving mom clipped the, the uh, mailbox a couple of times by that. Yeah, that's one thing. But like an accident where you're you're seriously injured. Like the way it all trickled out was an odd story. And then you find out that this guy just had a, but so that was Thanksgiving. And then by like Christmas, there were 30 women. Yeah. If your wife is trying to cave in your skull, if your wife is trying to, uh, perform oral surgery on that one gray tooth you have in the front, with your nine iron, like, and you're in a hurry to leave. Yeah, you could crash into a fire hydrant leaving your driveway. Like, it's he was clear he was under duress. Let's say that. Uh, so yeah, that's that's understandable. But I still don't understand why he became terrible at golf. Yeah. Well, like, he's what does that have injuries. to do with the? Yeah. No, but the injuries are one thing. But like, he went from winning a bunch of shit to 
getting caught fucking a lot of women to being terrible. Well, it is a mental. And game. they're like, "Well, he's got a bad hip," and it's like, "What?" Yeah, he's had a few, he had a knee thing first. Now right. he's, had, yeah, he's, me, had a, he's had a few back things, but he's that's this is part of his deal. Like his his being an asshole deal is being so fucking in his brain about being a golfer and what people think about him and knowing that he's the best golfer that as soon as that there was any chink in that armor, he fucking fell apart. Whereas a guy like Phil Mickelson, who's out like on the weekend, he's got a half million dollars riding on football games and he's got a quarter million right. dollars going on the course and he's fucking sweaty and he's, he's playing it loose and he's drunk, you know, like this guy, this guy's going to be, he's, and he's 46. I think this guy's going to be competitive on the regular tour into his fifties. Why? Because he, that's just the kind of person he is. Like he is, uh, he craves the action. He doesn't give a fuck what you think about him. You're always going to like him because he's able to put that sheen on tiger. Right. Just the opposite Too wound too Golf tight nerd. Yeah. Huge nerd. Stanford guys got problems. Okay. Next email. Ballers. In the segment about the artist formerly known as Billy Ray Cyrus, the topic of a reality show based on hunting Cyrus was discussed, and Ed brought up a movie with Ice-T that had a similar premise. Now, I don't know what movie he was referencing. However, there's a little-known comedy flick called The Pest, based on the classic short story, The Most Dangerous Game. Well, I know The Most Dangerous Game. The Pest starred a very young John Leguizamo. I'm out. That's all I needed to hear. This is not a movie I will ever do you, see. Do you dislike her? I mean, I dislike him? Yes. I'm sorry, I'm like, I don't, I, see, I don't, I don't have a I'm strong a, opinion. I'm out that. on John Leguizamo. Out. I am out. I quit. I'll continue. As a Miami scam artist, hard pass. And an at least 62-year-old Jeffrey Jones. How fucking old is this guy? Jeffrey Jones is is uh, Principal uh, Ed Rooney. Rooney. Ed, Ed Rooney. Ed Rooney. But also, he was like... Didn't he get... Uh, isn't he a pederast or something? He, well, it's... Or no, no, he just... He was... He had the porn. He Well, he had... Yet yeah, he, like, had commissioned some art. Or we should know this exact... Hold on. I'm going to use the Google... I'm going to use the yeah. Google on because I don't want to be wrong. It wasn't quite as bad as Willie on nope. uh, the dad on Alf. Oh, I would say it was worse. Uh, the The dad oh. on Alf, the dad on Alf was just was uh, blowing homeless dudes in a crack house. But, Bl- blowing homeless dudes in a crack house is you. You've reached a pretty low point. Right? He was he was blowing adult dudes. Now that's that's true. But I didn't know that Ed Rooney actually did something. Uh, uh yeah, here it is. In two thousand two. Jones was arrested for possession of child pornography and accused oh, oh. of soliciting a 14-year-old boy to po- oh, pose no. for nude photographs. Ed Rooney. Jones <laughs> pleaded no contest to, the, to a felony charge. His attorney emphasized that there was no allegation of improper physical contact. His punishment was five years probation, counseling, and the requirement to register as a 
sex offender. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize it went that deep. Hold I on, thought it was like he yeah. was accused of something, but nothing ever. And that shit follows you around because in 2010 he was arrested twice for failing to update his sex offender status, both in Florida and California. Now in Florida, since 80% of the residents are sex offenders that live there. Is there like, <laughs> just, can you do it at the airport? Like that card, like you fill out that card when you, when you go through customs that says you don't, you don't have any mangoes. Like I didn't bring <laughs> any mangoes with me. I'm cool. Right. And you just sign and they're like, Oh yeah, this probably guy probably didn't bring any mangoes. Is it that, but when you go to or Florida, maybe at, like they have a town hall meeting and then they just say, step forward. If you haven't been, or if you're not registered as a sex offender. Right. Right. Uh yeah, <laughs> that would be easy. It's like it's like that meeting in Hoosiers where they're like you know voting on the coach, but instead they're just telling everybody who's the sex offender. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you want to do a how fucking old is this guy on uh, Jeffrey Jones? Jeffrey Jones. So I, my only point of reference is Bueller, which was probably shot in eighty five. It's an eighty six movie, I think. But uh, yeah, okay. Uh huh. All right. So Principal Ed Rooney, he's he probably wasn't quite 50, but he's 49 and 86. Yes. That's 31 years ago. Oh, wow. Big birthday for Jeffrey Jones. He's, he's 80 years old. 80 years old. Pretty close, Ed. If we were going to try to be within a decade, because September 28, 1946, Jeffrey Duncan Jones is 70 years old, which would have Uh-oh. made him about 38. <laughs> 38. We're older than Ed Rooney? Yes. He oh, was, no. He was 38 when he shot that. That's crazy. Uh, okay, back to this email about the pest, which I want to go on record as saying I was, I'm a hard pass on anything featuring John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is an, a, a non-starter for me as an actor. He's, he was in Carlito's Way. That was uh, a good movie. I mean, it's, that's, is that Brian De Palma that made that? Or is it Martin Scorsese? Yeah, no, it's Brian De Palma. I don't know who made it. But it's okay. It was, it was it's a okay. Pacino movie. It's a good movie. It's okay. It's not that good of a movie. Uh, uh, as a race, I'd have to see it again. I saw it in the theater when it came out. I wasn't, I can't, don't remember being a big fan. I remember Sean Penn was really good in it. He's really good in it. He's like the Jewish lawyer. He's got yeah, like he's Paul. on Coke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a uh, so Jeffrey Jones as a racist German executive with a penchant for hunting. I really don't want to spoil the plot of the movie, but the pair are embroiled in a game of cat and mouse that has Leguizamo's life hanging in the balance. While I'm intrigued. It, I know it kind of this kind of sounds like the thing we talk about on this movie, especially. Hold on. Here's a, here's a good indicator. While it may not have garnered critical acclaim, it scored 9% on Rotten Tomatoes with a tagline like, what kind of freakazoid would let someone hunt him just to collect $50,000? Next question. It's not hard to imagine the roller coaster this movie puts you on. Leguizamo leaves his stamp on the writing of this epic by crafting and delivering lines like, of course I farted. Why? You think I smell like this all the time? And I'm no. ridiculous. Like a booger, I stick to this. This is a hard. This is uh, both farting and boogers involved. What I'm year not, is this? Oh, I don't. I don't know. It feels like because the 90s. I, 
because I looked up my movie, yeah. Surviving the Game, 1994. So I wonder if it's a ripoff of a movie that got 27 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Interesting. Now, uh, well, I said it was the- Rucker, Rucker Hauer. Also, and Ice-T is the homeless dude that they use as like – they're like, hey, can you help us be a guide <laughs> yeah. in the in the woods? And yes. then they're like, yeah, we're going to hunt them. Yeah. Uh, Rutger Hauer, Gary Busey, Ice-T, as I mentioned, Charles Dutton, The Rock. Oh. Or not The Rock, He's Rock. R.I.P. He died? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Charles Dutton is dead. Oh my. We got so many things to Google today. Hold on. And, and, a quality, and a quality character actor, John C. McGinley. I like that guy. Oh, he's very good. Yeah. He's very good. Oh, oh, hold on. Save your thoughts and prayers. Charles Dutton, according to Wikipedia, still going strong. 60, and, 66 years old. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think he was that old. Yeah. Uh, Entertainment Weekly called Surviving the Game. It said They called it Cliffhanger with one-third the firepower. Oh, wow. That's not that – that's, like uh, uh, that's like throwing shade. The Pest, 1997. Oh, my God. If you just saw the box title – the box cover of this movie, it's hard pass on John Leguizamo and especially looking at the cover of this movie. Uh, okay. While this movie might not be on the same level as, as say, Con Air, but if, it, if it's on stars some night, let it ride for as long as you can stand it. Also, more Lisa B. I need more details on Cousin Daryl's skidoo. Yeah, that's, that was pretty good. That was really funny. Ben, 906. Uh, ben will definitely uh, – A, yep. I'm not watching The Pest as I've made clear. I will watch it. As I will I, give my review. Okay. I've made clear I'm a hard pass on John Leguizamo and anything he participates in. Secondly, yes, Lisa B was very good, and we'll we'll try to have her maybe next time. Fancy can't make it. We'll have, we'll have Lisa B on as a uh, replacement. Now, uh, let yeah. me point out one thing. The, yeah. the reason why we discussed it is you were talking about, was it Bill Hicks said about Billy Ray Cyrus yeah. being hunted? I saw a Billy Ray Cyrus movie this past week. Was he being hunted? Wait, how have you, Billy Ray Cyrus has never been in a movie? This is a crazy thing. He was in a well-reviewed movie. Now, it was a weird movie. David Lynch movie. He was in Mulholland Drive. He was? Was yes. he like on TV or something? He played no. He just played a character. He played like this meathead boyfriend who gets Whoa. punched in the face. Whoa! But or no, he beats up uh, Justin Theroux. He beats up Justin, Justin Theroux in Mulholland Drive. Yeah, he plays the douchey uh, director. Oh, I think it was I'm, Justin Theroux. I'm gonna have to go but, back and watch this. But I had never seen it. Like I had heard about it for years. I mean, it's probably 15 years old. That movie. Yeah. Oh, easy. Oh. I mean, I'm a big fan of Naomi Watts, but that was before I saw this movie. Yeah. Like multiple naked lesbian yeah. scenes. She'll get, she'll get. She looked great. Yeah. And the other, the other girl, I don't know whatever happened to her, but yeah, I, I looked at her. Laura Herring. Laura Herring. She ended up being Paul Allen's girlfriend. Paul Allen? The, yes. The, the rich dude? The Microsoft guy. Yeah, I, I mean, she has some giant fake big, yams. Yeah, big titties. Uh, but what's her name? Had some. Had, she looked fantastic. She goes for it. Name. She's she's one of my all time favorites. Naomi Watts, yeah. love her. She goes for it. She'll get him out. She doesn't care. I'm look. 
I'm looking at her career. It looks like maybe I'm trying to think of like what she's been in. Looks like she might have a role on NCIS Los Angeles, which I I don't know about. L- Laura Herring. Yeah. Gossip Girl, The Shield. Is it, she's yeah. in a bunch of shows that I've never seen. Yeah, she, that's why she had to couple up with uh Paul Allen cuz he's hideous. And don't come at me saying I should watch The Shield because I tried to watch 5 minutes and it was with that like five foot two bald dude yeah. who's like trying to get all hard ass. And I was My, like, no, Michael Chiklis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was, you know what? When everyone was into that show, I did the same thing. I watched like 10 minutes of it and I'm like, no, this is not pretty much anytime. Everyone's all into something. I just, it's not for me. Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch uh breaking bad until between seasons one and two. Like, Everybody's like, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this. And I was like, no, nah, I yeah. I'm gonna stay away. And then like I just kind of stumbled upon it uh, through Netflix or something. But I, exact same thing happened to me. Everybody's like, this Breaking Bad, it's so amazing. And so I watched the pilot, and the guy, what's the guy, Jesse Pinkman? Yes. What's the actor's name? Uh, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. At one point, Aaron Paul. They were talking about like how to make meth, and um and. Brian Cranston's like, hey, you don't know how to make meth, right? Like, you got you don't put chili powder in meth. And he's like, yo, I put chili pee. He's like, don't don't mess with my chili pee, yo. That's my calling card. And I was like, boop, and I turned off the TV. And I'm like, oh, I can't watch that. Like, this, this no, that's not good writing. And then I never try. And then like three years later, everyone's like, it's a great show. And so then I like had to binge the first three or four seasons and I got back into it, but same, I had the same sort of issue. And I know this is delaying things even more, but speaking of binge, I'm finally watching a show that you talked about like two years ago and you were so right. The show Narcos. Oh, it's good. They're always, they're always having sex standing up. What? (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned that, and yeah. I was like, "He's so fucking right." Who who does this? Who yeah. has that much standing up sex? Stand up sex, yeah. There would be a broken penis that would bring down Escobar if it happened that often. That reminds me, there's a season two of Narcos. I've got about like seven shows where I've only watched the first one, and I have good intentions to watch the rest. And I've only yeah. watched uh, episode one of season two of Narcos, so I, I need to get back into that. Yeah, I just. I think I've got like an episode left of season one, but yeah, it's good. It, it's, it's good. Although the director of that show is like, okay, uh, you know how like good we just freeze it. And then we have a monotone Ray yeah. Liotta narrating. And like, it's, that's like a blatant ripoff. Yes. And it's like, and that's what we did. It's right. called respect. And it's like, ah, can you just use a different narration style? Yeah. They like, they like freeze it. Like it's the last scene of an episode of chips. And yeah. then, and then he talks over it. The guy, that guy is the, also is the bad guy in Logan. The guy, the good guy oh. on Narcos is the bad I mean, guy. I, I read, I read about that on, um, movies. I'll never watch.com. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I can't disagree. Okay. Let's, we have, a, we have a, a voicemail to get yeah. to, then we'll get to some oh, stories. Yes, Here we go. <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, your last week, uh, Clark in Calgary. Great email. Uh, first thing, um, is Clark not the most Canadian name in the world? No offense, <laughs> bud. You, you sound cool enough where I'd like to have PDRs with you. But 
going back to the asshole liquor, lick me where I fart, is that not the biggest turnoff in the world? No matter how much ecstasy or whatever you had in your system, would that not just make you go soft? Ugh, that is awful. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. He does a long pregnant pause, and then he just goes, yeah, I don't know. And then just, that's it. Like, you expect there to be more, and there is no more. That's it. It's Kyle and Scotty's an, an enigma. Now, I, my love for Kyle is is well documented. A uh, couple things. First of all, Clark, cherish this moment because we've been doing this podcast for like two years. And has Kyle ever offered to get beers with us? No. Never? Never. Like, never. no. We're no. not his kind of guy. Yes. You are. So that's that's a big feather in your cap. Two, Kyle, we were just talking about fucking skidoos. Yes. I have to think you had a, a like a better take on that than just talking about, you know, the grossest comment ever, which was the uh, lick yeah. me where I, where I fart. Yes, that, that's, very gross. It's well documented that that is gross. But I, you you must have an opinion on skidoos. I, I feel like Kyle has had unsolicited opinions on skidoos in the past. <laughs> Like, I feel I thought that that would have really perked his interest, uh, but he just wanted to talk about Clark and that. Yes. He likes Clark and oh. I'm jealous, quite frankly. Come Clark. to think of it, Clark is quite a Canadian sounding name. It is Clark from Calgary. Uh, OK, Ed, what is going yeah. on? Let's get we've got all caught up on the business at, at hand. Now we need to know what's going on in the world of real news. What is happening in sports? Yeah, let's let's go down to. uh Let's go down to the great state of Florida. Uh, a trainer in Florida has had his license permanently suspended after several of his greyhounds reportedly tested positive for cocaine metabolites. According to the Tampa Bay Times, state racing authorities found cocaine in five dogs owned by Malcolm McAllister's St. Petersburg Kennel. Now, executive for Gray 2K USA, a racing watchdog group, told the paper he had never seen so many dogs test positive for coke at one track in such a short time. So that means they have seen it. It's just this is the yes. this is the most right. in a short period right. of time. Right. Now let's let's get a, a sampling of the names of some of the dogs that tested positive. Flying Tidal Wave, PK Sweet Missy, Kiowa Wellington, Raka Raka by 7 Up and Flying Microsoft. Now wow. Brian. Yeah. Do you think this booger sugar story will spare the lives of these ugly dogs, Charlotte's Web style, instead of what happens to every other greyhound getting fed poison dog food, then thrown in a mass grave under a, a highway overpass? Uh, no, I don't think that there is much hope. I mean, if they're giving them the cocaine, it's probably because they're hoping that their heart explodes. Like they win the race and then at the very end, their heart explodes. So they don't have to worry about taking care of them and killing them when they're done. Right. They all just get thrown in the trash, right? Yeah, they do. They get, they get lit or incinerator. Do they get lit on fire or they get, yeah, they get burnt. They get killed somehow, probably poison dog food. I hadn't thought about that. And then they get, then they get thrown in a pile and lit ablaze. As far as I know. Now, to me, I can't really picture anything sadder. I've never been to a dog track, but yeah. I've been to plenty of horse tracks, and there's like horse tracks 
there's like actual like rich people. You know, it's it's not it's the sport of kings. They call it. Nobody said that dog racing. No, they they call it that for a reason. And there's so there's actually like really really loaded people at the horse track, and it's still a, mostly a very depressing place. Imagine the dog track. Imagine the kind of dudes kicking at the dog track. And I've looked up the National Greyhound Racing Association while you're um, introducing that story, Ed. Yeah. And the places that they exist in dog tracks wheeling west virginia uh, i know flagler in florida in the miami area oh i'll get to that there's tri-state greyhound also west virginia arkansas they're they're all over horrible places but most horrible places only have one florida has like seven like there's there's loads <laughs> and loads of greyhound racing going on in Florida, for some reason, um, Orlando, when, all over the place. Yes, yeah. Flagler, I, I, maybe it's by the airport. I just, I feel like I've passed by it. My sister-in-law lives down there, so yeah. I've passed by it, and it it looks sad. You didn't stop in this, no. But I was thinking. I, I've mentioned I lived in Miami two years during my youth. Right, that's right. And being a young boy just super into any sports I could watch on TV. I remember down there something sadder than dog racing. Oh, I know what it is. Well, you want to guess? Yeah. It's high lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to watch that on like the, you know, yeah. the, the local 29, you know, channel 29 or whatever, whatever channel it was. But like you were watching at the time, I just thought it was just another sport. I had to figure out and yeah. maybe this is something Little did I know, because there have been like 80 uh, mentions of it in drug movies, like that was just essentially uh, money laundering, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's all That's all it was. Yeah, it's it's like a mob activity highlight. I used to they, – they used to show it on ESPN back in the day. <laughs> yeah, like, like the early days? Yeah, it wasn't just local access stuff. They would show it on ESPN, and it played – I wonder if it exists. It's does it, it exist it, No, it still does, yeah, because I saw Tony Bourdain went to highlight a couple years ago. Um and it featured prominently on at least one, maybe a few episodes of Miami Vice. And oh, yeah. It's kind of badass. And I was like, oh, I should probably know about this because I'm sure there's going to be leagues starting up around. Like, this is, this is like the sport of the future. Like, shit is going to be popping off in high lie and i'm gonna need to know about it because they get this big thing tied to their hand and they wing a hard ball at, at a wall it's like racquetball but they catch it with like a scooper so you could die yeah except you could be killed yes and it's played I, by little cuban guys i live down there like 85 86 like right or maybe 84 or something like that so right in the middle of miami vice's heyday so they just like close off a, a block and you could watch like I saw I saw run PMT at least like three times while yeah. I was down there. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, that is very cool. They, they, they'd save the Don Johnson scenes for inside the studio. Totally. But Philip Michael Thomas, they, they'd say they'd have him running down my block. Oh, that is that is very cool. That is whatever happened to him. Philip Michael Thomas. I thought he was going to be a bigger star. My buddy was doing a commercial with a bunch of 80s guys. Right. And they tried to like find him because you know don johnson's out enough that like he doesn't have to just be relegated to 80s stuff yeah 
He was on uh, Eastbound and Down. But they could find they could find pretty much any character from the eighties, like Alf or whoever. Yeah. EMT off the grid. He's he did some infomercial work in the nineties. Yeah, but that was that was twenty years ago. Like yeah. he is off the grid. They could yeah. not find him. Interesting. The, and the other good story from that, MacGyver's asking price, like ten times what everybody else is asking prices. Yeah. He's Canadian MacGyver. They, oh, he, he priced himself out of the market. They're like, nah, yeah. we're just ass. He he stacked a lot of chips on that MacGyver show. Now apparently he spent it because he's asking for a lot, and they just like, all right, we'll go with Cliff Clavin and get right, Black. Right. He, well, he doesn't cross the street. Uh, my my buddy used to produce, or he's still he. He, when it was on, he produced that. Uh, it was like it was like the real world, but it was celebrities. It was called the it was called the surreal life. That was with the, I actually watched like an episode with the what's Webster was on. Yeah, right? Webster was on, nope. and it was not. These guys did not. It was a sad amount of money that a lot of them were taking to be on like, the show. Ballpark. Um, I believe Emilio at the time, Emilio Estevez did it and he was a, he was a big get for them because he was like, you know, legitimate household name. And it was a, it was, I think it was like two or three weeks and it was a low, it was a number in the low five figures Oh no! that he, that he got. <laughs> yeah. And so you oh, can, Kirby, you can imagine what Vern Troyer pulled in. Oh. And China. Uh, okay, what else, Ed? All right, New York, uh, New York City man is on a mission to flush the cremated remains of his lifelong friend, a plumber, down ballpark toilets around the country. I know people might think it's weird, and if it were anyone else's ashes, I'd agree, Tom McDonald said. But for Roy, this is the perfect tribute to a plumber and a baseball fan and just a brilliant wild guy. Regal's family agreed to share a portion of the ashes after his death in 2008, McDonald spoons out a little each time from an old peanut can wrapped in Mets ticket stubs that he keeps next to World Series highlight videos and his collection of 149 Baseball Hall of Fame autographs. McDonald has enough ashes left for one more tribute. He hopes to do it at Durham Athletic Park in North Carolina where the 88 movie Bull Durham was filmed. Now, Brian, two questions. One, is there anything more disturbing than a grown man with 149 autographs? And two, why wouldn't Susan Sarandon's character in Bull Durham stop talking? <laughs> it's a good point. It's a, I mean, she just never shut the fuck up. She was hot in that movie, but yeah, like, she wouldn't shut up. She didn't do it for me at the time. I was always like, why couldn't they get somebody hotter? Like, I didn't, yeah. she didn't really do it. But now looking back, Susan Sarandon is 70. And she looks fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I yeah, no, dug I her it. back then. I mean, they were really, they were selling her as sexy. But. I get it. No, I totally get it. I, but I didn't get it at the time. Uh, I, it's the whole death thing is weird. What I want to know is how this guy can bring in some kooky coffee can that looks like a, like it could be a, a bomb or something into a game, but I can't smuggle a, a pint of Captain Morgan's. Like what's 
That's true. They have like every like there. There's all sorts of devices that are made so you can smuggle wine and fucking cigarettes in. The, like they have they have like a thing that looks like a fucking tampon that you can put weed in or something like there's all sorts of ways meanwhile this guy's rocking up to the front gate with a fucking coffee can full of ashes wrapped in fucking tickets and they're like oh yeah come on come yeah yeah just let me show you to your seat like very (laughs) odd to me did did i tell you when i went to uh an orioles game in baltimore the guy in the security line behind me and his buddy they're like oh shit what are we gonna do he brought a buoy knife with him see to the yeah, game yeah. and was like, how are we going to hide this? Yeah. And uh, they got metal detectors. What are we going to do? And I was thinking, what, what was the decision process? Right, right. right. Well, these were the, these were Baltimore ons there. They, they had the thick yes, Baltimore accent. Yes, like they, yeah. but a buoy knife <laughs> guys, like, <laughs> is there a bear going to attack the bleachers? They, what, what are you doing? They, they might have to field dress a trout or something after the after the game. Like you never know. <laughs> uh, okay, speaking of fish, Ed, that's right. What's going okay. on down in Florida? Yeah, we're we're back to the uh, what is what is it? The Sunshine State? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, this past weekend, a, flo- a photo of grinning completely, a, a grinning completely naked man hugging a shark on a boat made the rounds. At closer glance, the man in the photo looks exactly like Florida Gators head coach Jim McElwain. Yeah. Deadspin approached the university for a comment, and Florida's school spokesman uh, said McElwain uh, denied that the man in the photo was him. Now, Brian, considering Florida is best known for their fashion leanings of uh, jorts and tank tops, isn't completely naked and dry humping a shark a better look for the Gators? Um, it's It's a... I don't know. Like it's not to me, it's not such an embarrassing picture for someone from Florida. Like, I don't know why it would be something because now I saw today that now the, um, the guy that started Jimmy John's sandwich shop, I don't suppose they have those in the Northeast. I've, I've seen them. I've never been in one. There's one in Hoboken. Yeah. There's one, there's one near my office. Me either. Uh, I guess the guy's name's like James John or something like Jimmy. That sounds, sounds about right. Right. Um, he also looks like the guy in the picture and he's vehemently denying that it's him. And I don't like, it's like, if I were to take a picture like that, I would obviously like the person that took the picture thought it was funny. So I don't know why they would deny it. You know, like in Florida, like that's probably hilarious to fucking drop your drawers and jump on a shark that you just caught. I don't know. And Jim McElwain, Jim yeah. McElwain, uh, looks like like kind of a combination of every '80s football yeah, coach, yeah, high really school does. coach. He's got like feathered hair. He's got yeah. this like like super white teeth, and he's just he seems super douchey. And I he's I mean he's pretty good. I think he's they've won the SEC East, but yeah, he's, I think that's more more of a function of a bunch sunburnt. of disappointing years for everyone else. Yeah, he looks like he spends a lot of time on boats. Yeah, he he looks like it definitely could be him. Yeah, oh for sure. But it also looks like you got to look at the Jimmy Johns guy too, because it looks like him. Very either grin. Yes, very. Yeah, like the big like veneers. And yeah, I don't. Are, are sharks? Sharks look slippery, but no, they're rough. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, putting your dong against yeah, a shark. No, 
It seems like you could lose skin. Yeah, it's not something I would want my dong rubbing on. I like to rub my dong on like softer, like well lubricated surfaces. <laughs> like that's primarily like as far as I can tell, other than denim. Like I own, I've exclusively rubbed my dong against like soft, very soft, warm, like wettish places. And- and out of the out of the sea, like not yeah. not sea creatures. No. Like, I mean, the Little Mermaid. The no. problem would be the scales, right? Yes, like, of the, it would just not work. And the lack of vagina. Like, does the does the Little Mermaid have a vagina? Yeah, what about Splash? Splash. I mean, fucking Daryl Hannah yeah. was throwing like one hundred and three. That she was that yeah. oh, like that was a, even the top half. I would probably try to yeah, figure it out. That was like a, that was like a twenty-two year old Daryl Hannah. She was like Doc Gooden in 84. She was throwing heat, nothing but heat. And that's one of those ones that you're real fired up about as a young kid. But then somehow she's able to keep the the hair over the titties like throughout the entire movie. Yeah, but uh, I think I think in the scene where she goes to Ellis Island or uh, uh, Statue of Liberty – when they first discover, her, I think you see just like side. a little, like a little. I think you see her ass too, oh, really? because she she's taken on a human form. Oh, you might see her ass. I, I I I saw that movie in the theater with my mom in second grade. Wow, wow! And I was very excited wow. and very awkward about it. Wow. Yeah. Yes, that's very seeing sex with a parent as in childhood is one of the underrated traumatic experiences. Oh, watching the sex scene and witness with my oh parents, my like third or fourth yes. grade was, was really bad. Horrible. Cause that was like full on sex. Yeah. Horrible. No, not good. Yeah. Uh, I got a question. Are there a lot of ice cubes being thrown around your place? Yes. <laughs> There's I've heard at least 34 <laughs> yes, ice cubes yes. being put in glasses. It is. Is, you have a dinner party where everybody's getting, you know, two cubes? I don't know. I mean, I know exactly what's making that sound. I don't know how it's just gone on at such high volume for such an extended period of time, to be honest. But yes, I'm aware of it as well. Well, your beverages are cold. At least, least we know yes. your beverages are very cold because there are a lot of cubes. Here in the Baller Lifestyle World headquarters in the in our studio area, there is... A lot of odd noises. Uh, okay, which real quickly, let's let's get to, let's get to that. But let's do at least one of these stories first. We're running yes. kind of late. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, Ed. Oh, eagle. Yeah, there is. We've made clear on this band. Let's let's list the top or the bottom three worst bands of all time. Okay, I got to think about this. Well, obviously. You got to put bands or any performer. Bands. It's got to be bands. Okay, so 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 Buffett's out. No, yeah, Buffett can't be in because he's just a solo guy. Uh, I would, say, unless you're going to include the Coral Reefer band. No, that that that's yeah, not they're not. So I would say, well, definitely I, at at least third worst, I would have to put the Steve Miller band. I, I would have gone solo, but I guess he's part of a band. Yeah, What's the, the, the band the is in the name. Yeah, the Joker, Abracadabra. Off. Um, um, yeah. I would say Dave Matthews. Oh, yes. I, does he have the longevity to be, like, has he achieved enough to really be put in the pantheon? I mean, don't get me wrong. 
he sucks. Like he's, I definitely never want to hear him do any kind of singing, but is, has he achieved the kind of notoriety that puts him on worst bands of all times list? Uh, I mean, I feel like I went to a Cubs game a couple Oof. of years ago. Yeah. And they were advertising that he was performing at Wrigley. So there must be still a thing. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely a thing. He's got a he's got a massive following. He's insanely popular. Uh, I, I will I will allow that. But of course, Ed, at the bottom of the list, the number one worst band of all time, and it is not even close. I yeah, I don't think there's anybody debating that one. Just to to quote the great Jeff Lebowski, I hate the fucking Eagles, man. And it's not just that their songs are annoying and they're Dan Henley and Glenn Fry, RIP, and just the whole lot of them are just super annoying with their Cali, their California this, this Western. This weekend, I was in an Uber. Yeah. And the guy was playing Hotel California, and I was with my kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a terrible song. And then, of course, my, my seven-year-old goes – Daddy, why is this a terrible song? And then the guy was like giving me dirty looks in the back seat. And oh, it was yeah. just it was awful. I was like, <laughs> let's just let's just get out of the ride. Yeah, the whole like um matched guitar solo that they do and just the just it's like so like overly dramatic and awful. A desperado douche chill song. Oh, What's the other one? Standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Hate it. I don't even know that song. Oh, I can't remember the. I mean, Witchy Woman. It's, oh, Witchy Woman is the worst. That's probably their worst song. That's I would say yeah. that's that's even worse than Hotel California. Um, Dirty Laundry. Like it goes. The list goes on and on. They're really in. They're the a pantheon. bad band. Yeah, they're, they're bad at music. Well, they're also overly litigious. The Eagles have filed a lawsuit accusing the owners of a Mexico hotel of using the name Hotel California, arguably the band's most famous song, without permission. In a complaint filed late Monday, the Eagles, also they hate that because the actual name of the band is Eagles. In case you didn't know that, the band is not called The Eagles. So the band anybody is, who ever meets somebody, call them the Eagles. Right. They're called Eagles. And in this story, they're called the Eagles, which probably fucking drives them crazy. They're probably constantly correcting people about that. And that is something that when they go to bed on their pile of $700 million at night, <laughs> I hope that they're still annoyed that people call them the Eagles. Um, said owners of the 11 room Toto Santos hotel in Baja, California sur actively encourage guests to believe the hotel is associated with the band in order to sell t-shirts and other merchandise and make guests feel welcome. This allegedly included piping hotel, California and other Eagle songs throughout the hotel sound system oh, no. and selling t-shirts that refer to the hotel as quote legendary <laughs> resulting in apparent confusion among many guests who posted online reviews. Oh, those are monsters. Not only did these people stay at this hotel, they went online and posted a travelocity review at the end trip advisor. Oh God. Um, 
Quote, defendants lead U.S. consumers to believe that the Toto Santos Hotel is associated with the Eagles. Even in their own complaint, they've spelled their name wrong. <laughs> and among other things, served as the inspiration for the lyrics in Hotel California, which is false. The lawsuit filed in Los Angeles federal court seeks a variety of damage, damages and a halt to any infringement. Ed, do you think these people chose Hotel California because... Hitler's hideaway was already taken. <laughs> I don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't get so many things about this story. Like one, why, why would you hit your wagon to the fucking Eagles? Seriously. But, but two, like this can only help the Eagles. Just, just, yeah. I mean, just, the fact that somebody is willing to play their music, they should be happy about. It. Nobody totally. plays their music anymore, right? I know they're super rich and famous, but like at this point, nobody gives a shit about them, except for old people. No, they're this Glenn Fry died, who, as far as I could tell, was like fifty percent of the Eagles, and there's still I see a big like electronic billboard when I'm driving on the freeway. They're on tour, Ed. The Eagles are still fucking playing arenas. My question is this, like, how much, like, don't they have enough money? Like, how much? What is enough? That's like uh, the story last week. Seacrest. Yes. It's got all the money. Getting the, 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 like. It's got all the jobs. There has has to be an end point. It it can't go on forever. Save some jobs for the rest of it. Like, this. No one would ever have heard this hotel has 11 rooms and it's way down south in Baja. Like a hundred percent of people would never know this place existed unless you filed a lawsuit about it. Like let them. And also it's like another country. Like our laws don't even apply. Like it's probably an accident that they called it Hotel California originally. Like, Let but, it go, and, dude. But do you think people are like thinking like, oh, that room service was terrible. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn Fry needs to do a better job in the kitchen. Like, they get it. Like, it's fine. Like, I, yes. I, last summer I went to the Lebowski bar in Iceland, and I knew the Cohen brothers had nothing to do with what was going on behind the bar. Like, it's just one of these random things. Like, I think a Tarantino bar exists in Germany. Like, it's fine. Everybody knows. Totally agree. Is. Totally agree with you. Like, you know what? The, um, the aforementioned Jimmy Buffett, he of the Coral Reefer band. No, no. But he he's he's fully involved with his shit, right? Well, a few maybe like twenty years ago, these women started a burger joint on the island of Maui, and I think they might have a couple locations. And they called their burger joint Cheeseburger in Paradise. Oh, the worst. And the worst I think. Jimmy was not happy, and I think they had to come to some sort of a financial agreement, like they had to license the name or something. And now he's since moved on to start his own Margaritaville. And retirement homes, right? Yeah, and now he's going to have Margaritaville retirement homes as well. So he's, he's doing all right. Speaking of guys that got all the money. Right. Okay, Ed. We missed her last week. Was it last week she wasn't here? It was. Yeah, it was with Lisa B. Yeah, we had we had Lisa B in last week because our very own pop culture correspondent was away 
doing whatever she does when she's away. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce, who we're very happy to have back. Fancy, how are you today? Hey, Kate. Hi, guys. Do I sound loud? I'm right up on my mic. I've had so many complaints about how no one can hear me. Now you're too close. You to the sound. Mic. You sound. You sound loud. <laughs> yes, you're, you're very loud. Uh, yes, we. I'm a, a quiet talker. You are a quiet talker. Um, Although apparently, um, I talk too much, according to somebody. Oh, no, that's not true. Who would ever say that? That is so rude. Who, so rude. Who would ever? That's what I thought. Who would ever say such a thing about you? Awful. Right. Do you have a drum roll uh, sound effect? Oh or something? no, but I do. Okay, so as I alluded to in the beginning of the show. We allowed our very own Fancy Sauce. I sent her the finalists of the iTunes contest, and I was like, hey, here's the two we've come up with. You are the final decider of the two. K-Mac Tex and Alex and Clearwater. Kate, who is the winner of the iTunes contest? This was a lot of pressure, you guys. And together... These make the perfect review. Yes, but right. I had to choose a winner. That's right. I'm going to go with K Mac Tex. K Mac Tex, the winner of the iTunes Alex, contest. Alex, you did a really good job. I thought so too. They were both very, and it was good. really hard. And yes. I don't want anyone to think that I've chosen the first one. Because he said that when I come on was his favorite part. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think about that. Wow. <laughs> Maybe there was. You know, it was very difficult to choose these. It really was. I is- went back and forth, and I, I really just ran out of time. I didn't. Get, I couldn't muse about it anymore. But it was really hard. There, uh, there was a lot of choices, and it was difficult. They both have really good things in them, really funny things, and together, like I said. Yes. Perfect review. Totally agree. Um, it was it was difficult to come up with a final winner because I want I wanted a lot would like roast Ed and not really say much about me or just roast me and not really say much about Ed or they would roast us both. But practically nobody chose to roast our very own fancy sauce. Like <laughs> yeah, I, it, it would be nice if if you got a little shrapnel because we we took a. Fair share of hits. There was there was Including, one. I, I think uh, I think it was our friend Kevin in Maryland just called me an outright failure. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, a failed Wall Street trader. Yeah. Uh, failure. There was there was one that I wanted to put forward to the end because it just it like went through. It roasted me. It roasted Ed. Blah blah blah. And then they and then it's like no, still a great podcast. Blah blah blah. And you think it's done. And then the last sentence just said, "Fancy is basic." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, That's so K Mac Tex, do me a favor, buddy. Reach out, mailbag yeah, at the balllifestyle.com. We will have you on the show. Send us your address. You get a signed copy of Ed's book that he will pass along. Does a runner up get anything? I feel bad now. For Alex and Clearwater? No, he gets nothing. He gets a hot bowl of nothing. Yeah. But we will we'll do it. We'll find another contest to do. Somehow, because for some reason, despite the fact that this show is downloaded literally thousands of times every week, every week, this show 
gets thousands of downloads. And yet we have exactly 99 reviews <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> so maybe we could, we need to find a way to remedy that to address that. I know it's hard. And You've got to incentivize people. It's true because also I've never reviewed. I listen to podcasts all day long and I've never reviewed one either. So I'm guilty of this. So I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and review some of my favorite podcasts. Today, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. And I, I ask that you guys do the same. If this is one I'm of your favorite shows. As far as, as far as this story goes, I, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Yeah, but. exactly. It's, you're you're going to say you're going to go do that. And I noticed that a, co- yeah. a couple people have reviewed us on Facebook as well. If they, they go to the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook and they give us a five-star review there and say nice words there. So uh, I didn't yeah, I didn't realize that There's was such a, a thing as a Facebook. Review? Yes, I didn't know that either. So um, you could do that there, but mostly concentrate on the iTunes thing. iTunes.com. Did you read these reviews? Yeah, I read them. Oh, you did. Yeah, why? I was just wondering because I was going to read them if you hadn't. Oh yeah, no, I read I read them earlier in the show. I do like the the line in Alex's review that says, "Brian." A former juvenile delinquent who now wears cool rings and Mexican man blouse. Yeah, <laughs> you like that? Work. Yeah, and then he said, and then he said, he I ta- chose that Mexican then, man blouse. Then he said he talks in a um, <laughs> he talks in a soft voice, which is strange. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Congratulations to K Mac Tex. What is going on in fancy pop? Well, let me open my notes, which I've learned how to do. Oh, when you have two separate. Windows. Yes. I have a lot of tabs open. How many tabs do you think I have open on this one window? Way too many. Ed, does Michelle Daly do this where she has 37 tabs open in one well, browser? 12 open in she really time. does. Yes. And, she'll, it, and it, you can't tell what each tab is. Yes. It's I have 12 open in this one. But, so I used to have two browser windows open with multiple tabs. Oh, my God. And then I would, How do you even I do would that? minimize them and I wouldn't. You'd when lose I them. clicked yes, on this the happened Chrome, before. well, somebody's I can't remember who it was. Somebody sorted Someone, you out on but Twitter. But I forgot. Yeah. But I immediately forgot how yeah. to do it. And then I was on a work trip, and I had to figure it out. And I did. It's Control and then click. Oh, key- keyboard shortcuts. Who uses keyboard shortcuts? Pretty much a genius. Figure that out on my own. I just start clicking, and then I start. You're ma- welcome, everybody. Then I start. So it's Control. You, you, so you click no. on the Google Chrome no. down in your oh dock, God, and then monster. you hold the control key, and it shows you the two windows, and you get the two browsers, and you get to choose Amazing. which one you want. Amazing. You could do that with all your applications. Amazing. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, okay. So apparently, um, and this is for all you 90210 fans out there. Uh, well, talking to you, Ed. Ed is the world's for- foremost expert. T-Rod, if you're listening, which I know you're not. It's 1 and 1A, Travis Rogers, former guest of the show, and Ed Daly. We did a 90210 Did you guys know that Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth have had a falling out with Tiffany Amber Thiessen? and still Thiessen. Thiessen? Tat. Thiessen? Thiessen. Thiessen. Is it because she is the hottest of the three? Yes, she's Probably. the best part of the show yeah. over them. Probably. And she wasn't. She wasn't OG on the show. I happen to know that Val was a late add yeah. to the show. She, she bounced was. off of Saved by the Bell. She Bruce she Dawn. was sort of the replacement for Shannon Doherty. Right. They needed a bad girl. Yeah. Like, like that. She, that's her role. Maybe it was a, a season uh, overlap, but essentially she replaced her. 
Yep. So um, I guess they um, spelling and Arth appeared on some sketch sketch show. I think it was RuPaul's Drag Race um, based on the show, and they did a parody where Garth's character was critiquing a contestant played by Thiessen's character Valerie. When Garth straight up refused to say Tiffany Amber's name, he goes, as to, how would you say it? Garth said, while spelling jumped in, saying, just say that which we don't speak of. And then they they laughed at each other and said, yes, we know her as that which we don't speak of. Unbelievable. So um, apparently that beef's been going on for a long time. Yeah, is there a rumor as to why? Like, what? Wow. I don't know, but she went on, um, Tiffany went on um, Stern yeah. like years ago and said that they had a falling out. And um, she's like, I was the one who was hurt. Let's just stay, say wow. that. Wow. I well, guess they've ganged up on her. I kind of remember that. That was about five years ago or four years ago. I remember that. They've ganged up on um, her. It's fucked up. And and uh, who's the really hot chick who's with uh, Claire? Uh, Brian Austin Green. Vanessa, oh, yeah. Vanessa. Oh. Marcel, yeah, Marcel, who who was with him, not is with. Right. Um, she said that when she got there, because she was essentially the replacement for uh, what's her name, Thiessen, the Valerie Malone, that they all ganged up on her. I remember yes. in an interview, oh, I she believe said, that. like they were all like super mean to her when she showed up, and like she wasn't part of the crew, like it was still high school. I believe that they, you know, who they probably really ganged up on is. Um, Claire, Catherine, Claire, Claire Arnold, Claire Arnold. What's James the actress's Laura, name? Daughter. Catherine uh, Robertson. Robertson. Kathleen. Kathleen. What a fucking yeah. babe. No. She is married to. Oh no! Don't drop a name. Our friends. Yes, former former manager, former guest of the show, Gary Doberman. That's right. That's right. So that's there's there is a possibility that we can work something out where. Do we know if he's allowed comer? Yeah, if I could, if I if I could possibly make something happen with one of my freebies, because Kathleen Robertson is a freebie. Good luck, oh. babe. Along with um, the bartender at any bar I might go to, and or the Starbucks chick. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? Um, Chris Bosch and his wife are being sued by the porn magnets who created XArt. AKA are you guys familiar with Jar that Jar website? Bosch. I'm actually very familiar with XArt. Where it's, people really go at it well, it's, in very classy settings. Yeah, XArt is, that's what they call glamcore. Yeah, glamcore porn. Yeah, what does that mean? It's like, it's like Euro It's like porn. more glamorous, like Co- really nice settings. Like everyone yes, looks good. Yes, the chicks porn. aren't um, super porny. They, 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 and there's a lot of foreplay. They fuck on a lot of like white couches and shit. Yeah, and like nice mansions, not cheesy yeah, ones. Yeah. Nice music. Yes. I'm, I like XArt. I'm also, I also like Nubile films. And, Don't you just. And Tushy. FYI, Wait, I like for some Barry reason has I all like these the new fake websites I don't know about. Yeah, oh yeah, I know you like. Yeah, Ed likes the one where the chick gets tricked. Anyway, so let me tell you the story. Yes, no, okay. but by a woman. I only oh. like women. Oh, that's right. You don't. You I, I, because they focus too much on the dog. I don't want to see guys. Like what? I just don't want to see. I don't want to see the apple bag cam. While you've had songs written about how you will. Check out Leonardo DiCaprio's cock if he takes a leak yeah. next to you. If you well, see a if if I you wouldn't. see a ball bag in porn, you shy uh, away. You fast forward yeah. fast. 
Yeah, I'd rather just a solo video. Like, no, oh no ball God. bags. I don't wow. want the Apple really? bag. Wow, interesting. <laughs> um, I'm into. I like um, Vixen. I like. Did I already say Nubile films. Yes, you did. Did I say X Art? Yeah, that's what the story is about. Okay, continue. So, um, this couple, Colette and Brigham Field, who are the couple behind X Art. Claim they rented the sick beach mansion from the NBA star that was literally filled with rat shit, among other things. Whoa. Um, was this in Malibu? <laughs> it was in the Pacific Palisades, mm. and it's a that's a um, high rent area in LA yeah, yeah. Over, with it's, ocean views. Right. So the fields say they rented a um, almost eleven thousand square foot mansion um, last December. Plunked down 138k to cover first month's rent, which is 46,000, and a security deposit of almost a hundred thousand dollars. A lot of people signing up for that X art, um, but apparently they didn't send me. anybody over to that. You're going to put that much money down right. on a rental. You're not going to have someone go and check it out, or yeah. you're not going to go check it out. Yeah. Also, if you're right gonna, before you move if in, if you're going to rent out a house for 138 grand, maybe like have somebody go sweep up the rat shit. So they say shortly after moving in, they noticed crazy toxic mold, leaks, plumbing issues, and tons of rat droppings. Wow. Um, They said it was so bad (laughs) they had to seek medical assistance for sickness and rashes that they suffered from the time when the mold could be um, seen and smelled. So I mean, it's um, a pretty big house. Just go in the rooms that don't have mold. Um, The Bosch's won't give the security Uh, deposit back. Yeah. So I'm hoping this winds up on Judge Judy. Interesting. So, so they're 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 planning on just defiling a place, but it's just not it's not clean enough. Hey, we were planning on doing a Danny Thomas uh, right. shit on the glass right. coffee table scene, yeah. and uh, there's rat shit here yes. already, and we we, we need Wait, it clean. Porn, did porn they, stars have a union? Did they rent? No, they don't. Did they, did they rent I it? Just made that up. Did they rent it to do porn? <laughs> they, they didn't say that. It doesn't say that. Anyway, they, they filed a lawsuit with there. the L.A. County <laughs> Superior Court. <laughs> Um, porno producers have to live places. And I guess the Bosch I mean, is Chris, also Chris Bosch looks like a dinosaur. So maybe it was like some sort of dinosaur shit there. So this couple moved, moved out before yeah. the, obviously before their rental term was up and yeah. the Bosch has like had some other kept, people go stay in there, kept their deposit too. And had other people staying in there. Chris so. Bosch. And did, also, did he yeah. have enough money? Yeah. Do you really need to rent it out to a porn company? Like what? But Wouldn't the, you just kind of want to own the house and then sell the house? Like renting it out to a porn place but, seems problematic. Are you some kind of? Is this Joel Osteen? Are you some kind of um, preacher, Ed? Are you? Are you? I'm looking you have, at this house. I'm looking at a picture have, of it. It's I got one of those. Out. Everybody's got to work. It's got one of those um, yeah. bars that are yeah. built into the pool, so you yeah. can swim up to it's the called pool a swim up bar and with the like palapa. Fuck yeah, covering. it does. But. I've been at, like when I've been out of the country for a couple months, and we've yeah. we've rented our house out on to, Airbnb to Germans. However, if I knew yeah. it was going to, that's right, it was Germans. Yeah. Uh, which I guess I'm I'm blowing a hole through my entire story exactly. because I rented to Germans. <laughs> but but yeah, if you knew it was going to porn with the intention of porn, you probably wouldn't do it, right? I mean, do you want guys? Just shooting ropes on your stairs, <laughs> Ed. Well, I'm sure they pro- they probably put down drop cloths and yeah. Most of porno I watch the uh, the ropes are caught by the 
They actress. are, but moving but on. There is a fluff moving on from somewhere. rope talk. I don't believe I don't believe in the whole fluffing. I think <laughs> near, that's near kitchen. I th- <laughs> there's somebody fluffing. I think like, the fluffing's made up. I'll tell you what fluffing is. It's popping a couple of Viagra. Yeah, and that and they and they use those pumps. Oh, they penal penal pump. They pump their dong you know, up to get like extra hard. How do you know the sound effect? What like, is that? Know that what it that's sounds the sound like. effect Brian likes to use for multiple things. I'm guessing and that's I've what it sounds like. And Stop. Okay, Kate, okay. what else is going on? Um, all right. The beeps. Oh, hold on. I fucking love Justin Bieber. I forgot we had emails to do. I got oh. so excited about that. Okay, we'll do the Bieber thing and then beeps we'll do the Beeps is a huge tool who, like, has so much money and really thinks he's living the baller lifestyle. Well, he's from Canada. He's really thinks he is. Yeah. He's so from- his tour, he's, he's set to play um, Mumbai. First time he's playing, performing oh, in baller. India. And what, what age did he get famous? At so, this point? Like 16, like 15. No, he was yeah. like 11 or 12. Oh, really? Yeah. His you first, fucking, those like YouTube videos. haven't even dropped at that point. No. So he has no frame of reference Nothing. for him. No. Yeah. He doesn't. And wasn't he, um, who was he discovered by? Not Scooter Braun, his other guy. Scooter Braun's oh, his was manager. Scooter? Yeah. I could love Scooter he's, Braun. He's Brian U- and I may or may not have seen him in a Whole Foods parking lot. He's a YouTuber. Scoot, no, that was Scott Storch. Whatever, it's the same person. Did you say there's a grown man named Scooter? <laughs> yeah, it's Justin Bieber's manager. So anyway, the Biebs is playing tomorrow night in Mumbai. And yeah. ahead of his show, uh, the press, somebody got a hold of his tour writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which allegedly includes a yoga Studio. casket full of casket? essential oils and oh, incense, a jacuzzi. Like a bin. I'm not sure. A jacuzzi, yeah. that's on his rider. Yeah. Um, foods ranging from Haribo to vegetables seasoned with, seasoned with ranch sauce. Ew, gross. And Is Haribo the manufacturer of gummy purple, bears? Gummy bears, yeah. Purple carnations. Yeah. Oh, carnations? Who's he? He's got so many grandmothers? Specifically, not lilies. Oh, lilies are much more beautiful than carnations. Carnations is what you get when you're in like sixth grade and you want to buy. That's exactly. Uh, also, yep, that's they don't right. grow them purple. I think they're they're dyed. Yeah, well, that's it's that way with roses. Anyway, ten containers will be flown in with items like a ping pong table, PlayStation, IO Hawk. I don't know what that is. Sofa set, washing machine, refrigerator, upholstery, wardrobe washing cupboard, machine. massage table. Well. This is he is going to Mumbai. All right, so yeah, I saw I saw how they do laundry. Also, in, uh, this is my favorite. Dog, so yeah, exactly. yeah, I know a thing or two about laundry. This is right. the best part of the writer. In quotes, top culinary experts will supervise the gourmet being served to Bieber over the four days, with five dishes per day being renamed after his popular songs. Oh, that's sick. Yes. So give me a um. Sorry. That's the only song I know of his. <laughs> Give me, I'll have the I'm sorry, Eggs Benedict. Oh, babes. You're a fucking He's the best. idiot. Okay, quickly, before we get into the next story, we have a can conundrum to get to. Oh. If you, if you guys aren't familiar. Is there a special song? Is there a song? Uh, we don't, no one, the people that write songs, the person that writes songs and sends them in has not sent one in. Our personal songwriter for can, has been slacking. For can conundrum. Can conundrum should be a good one. He did. Um, wait, I don't, Kate, I don't think you were here. Um, oh no, oh, hold on. Not that one. Oh my God. I did, definitely did not want to play that. Um, you're, I have a hockey for that. 
you, uh, you weren't here writes a bill um, sent in a very mean song about uh, the, our levels being too low. Do you want to hear it? Another one? Yeah, sure. No, just a, she wasn't here when we heard oh. it before. It's not my fault. Yeah, he's he's very no, I'm hurtful. In, I'm not no, in charge my, of that. It's stuff. my fault. I'm the I'm Bill. The, yeah, Bill. I do talk too quietly and sometimes not into the mic. No, so but he's intentionally hurtful in a lot he's, of his yeah. tweets. Yeah, it's true. Okay, listen. Sorry, feedback. Chill. The Baller Podcast up on my phone. I turn it on and I feel like I'm home. The humor coming from Ed and Brian is smoking. But then I think my earbuds are broken. Checking on my phone if something's wrong. I wonder who when it turns out down. I don't think it's what they were supposed to do. Because Troy and Blu-ray's coming through. I mean, he's... He's got a talent. I got it. Firstly, as much as he's, he's definitely talented, he's just six, very hurtful. Yes, he's very six hurtful. Six songs to, me. to sample. Yes, three eleven. B couldn't hear a word. Yeah, I'll have to play it. You'll have to play Split it. Where his me. levels too low? Is that the problem? Yeah, uh, you're. You didn't do a good mix on that. Maybe Bill. he'll. Maybe he'll come up with a. Your, your levels. Are maybe too he'll low. come up with a can conundrum jam because Ed's got his own intro. So for those of you guys that might be new to the program, because you saw on iTunes, we're getting so many likes. You're like, Oh, I got to see what this is all about. Uh, we have a deal here. We have a game that we play. It's called daily's choice. It's where Ed daily goes into a, your restroom, a public restroom. And there's a famous person at either side of him at the urinal. And he has only a split second to decide whose dong he's going to check out. This is a similar game, except it's fancy sauce. And it's, um, Delightful, nubile, young starlets. They're not always young. And this is this is this is Pete Shalitsky's game. I'm not an ageist. It's, it's a pretty good. Um, late '90s second tier pop star edition. One evening, Fancy is taking a walk down a secluded street in search of a quiet area to take some bong rips, as she likes to do. But he he goes full on. Uh, what what is he, he really, has for him? Yeah, he really sets. Yeah, he really sets the scene. I like he it. He sets the scene well. Just a tangent. Uh oh. I'm gonna try um, some weed gummies okay. this weekend. You are? Yeah. Oh. Excellent. I've been okay. saving them. Oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna take one in Palm Springs. Oh, this, I did. I did some a couple of weeks ago, and I just was a little. Brian OD'd. I didn't OD, but I was. I'll tell you this. <laughs> at a wake. At, at a, someone's wake. <laughs> That's, that's we had also to true. There. That's also true. But it <laughs> didn't too much. In my defense, it didn't, too many weed gummies. It didn't hit me till after. And it wasn't like I was so like I was so high that I was paranoid. But I was so high that I didn't want to be high anymore. That you could drive us home. No, you had to drive. That's true. <laughs> I this, never don't be I've never had me. an edible. Yeah, I wouldn't except for except for a space cake in Amsterdam. But I've never had like just like random right. gummy bears or like, whatever. They're pretty good at it, but you got to start with a little bit. And I took two, and I probably should have just had one. I'll be starting off slow. Okay, interesting. You want, you're not going to do that. You're just saying it. Uh, okay. Above the gurgle of the water bong, she hears giggling and splashing behind a hedge. Oh. Startled and stoned. This is how all X art movies start. It's true. It is true. This does happen <laughs> a lot in these movies. She peeks over the hedge. Are you familiar with X art? Like you act like you maybe have watched huh? it a few times. And we've made a discovery. She peeks over the hedge to investigate the sound. Straining through the darkness, she sees singer and reality star Jessica Simpson and actress slash singer Mandy Moore relaxing in a hot tub. 
and notices they are topless. Surprised, she loses her grip on the water bong and it crashes to the ground, allowing Fancy a brief moment to admire just one of the women's cans. Where will Fancy focus? Now, are we talking about like she sees them in the 90s or she sees them right now? Um, I don't, I mean, they're, I don't, I don't know if that, that matters. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Cause they're both, I haven't like checked them out recently. They're both pretty attractive. I have a favorite here though, but oh. what a conundrum. Yeah. Yeah. Can conundrum. Um, okay. So I feel like I can pretty much picture what Jessica Simpson's tits look like without having to actually see them. Like I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. She has, I think we can all agree. She has implants. And um, I've seen her in a lot of skimpy, like, bikini tops and stuff over the years. Yep. Mandy Moore? No idea. Yeah, me either. Um, So I'd probably go with the. I'd probably be more curious to look in Uh, that direction. So you're you're going with uh, Mandy Moore just out of curiosity. Ryan Adams' ex-wife, Mandy Moore. Um, Uh, Yeah. And she was, like, the She's the more attractive of the two for me. She was the wholesome choice in the 90s? Um, yeah, I think she's like, I, I yeah. felt like she was not in like the dirty kind of Aguilera. No, realm. no, definitely. She, not. Was, no, she was, she was like the more wholesome pop singer. Definitely not. Turned act, actor. Definitely not. Um, and now she's, she's on like some sad show that Michelle always watches and cries. I'm not allowed. To, I've been, I'm not allowed to watch that. Oh, I'm told God. a voice that I want to oh. watch and I've been told I'm not allowed to. Yes. What's, What's it called? Uh, this is us. It's a network show. Yeah, yeah, this is us. Michelle, like when she's done watching it, I see her just as if she uh, went to three funerals. Awful. Like, what, what's the point? It's got Milo Ventimiglia in it. I don't right? know that. Yeah, it's got a guy. Okay, who do you like? Ed, Ed Daly, you oh, get a I, choice in this. I I don't. I'm. I I I kind of am with uh, Kate, and then I'll just pick the the unknown because we've seen. Simpsons tits. Yeah, okay. Everywhere. Well, you're both wrong. Jessica Simpson, say what you will about her. Jessica Simpson is hot. She is a, you may have forgotten about her. You haven't seen her around in a while, but I just Googled Jessica Simpson's breast breasts. And there's a story on the Inquirer. Jessica Simpson bears her busty new bod. And she, she might have got some more CCs pumped in there because she has. I did not find her attractive. Oh my god, she is so hot. She's got extremely she large. She actually breasts. grosses me out. She she's in like Daisy Dukes, which is oh sort of. I, I just googled the same thing. Um, yeah. All guys yeah. love. Yes, I, you want to change? I don't know why even. You want to change your answer? No, no. <laughs> I'm going to take it back. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and go, with Jessica Sampson. I I, yes. I had forgotten. Yes. yes. Yeah, you may no, have. This is even close. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. You may have forgotten, but Jessica Simpson, and, and these are candid. Like this isn't an airbrush situation. Jessica Simpson, like Mandy Moore, she's nice looking. Sure, she's tall. She's just got like the regular like this, fake tits. Yeah, and they look good. There's, You've seen those a yeah, million I, times I in want, your. I want to see them on her. I googled Mandy Moore versus Jessica Simpson, and they put them right next to each <laughs> Shut other. Shut up. Yeah. I love the internet. Um, yeah. It's no comparison. Actually, no. XArt mostly uses unenhanced actresses, Kate. And someone that's as familiar with that website as you seem to be, you should know that. What? Exactly. I was looking at pictures. Yeah. Okay. 
goodness. Kate, what is going on? What else is going on in the world of pop culture? Um, hold on. Yeah. I need to close out of this. She has to she's searching for pictures to prove us wrong. This is my favorite story. Oh, interesting. Um apparently P. Diddy made his personal uh, chef yes. whip up meals right after he had sex and wasn't shy about showing off his manhood when she entered into the room, according to a new lawsuit filed by one Cindy Rueda. Yep. She says she was regularly summoned to serve Diddy and his guests while they were engaged in or immediately following yeah. sexual activity. She also says on at least one such occasion, Diddy was still naked when she entered the room and asked if she liked what she saw. Yeah. Did she? <laughs> I don't know. Um, she says another time one, of his, one of his buddies approached her in the kitchen <laughs> while he was nude and asked her to check out his junk. Who, that, who would do that? Diddy. Check out my junk. Check out my junk. What do you think? But I would understand if a guy that's never had sex before mm-hmm. says something like that because yeah. they've never been in that situation. Like, this guy... Just by being famous, he's had plenty of action. Also, yeah, he's a rich Diddy's motherfucker. current girlfriend, Cassie, is one of the hottest chicks. Oh, Cassie? He's with Cassie? One of the hottest chicks. Oh, she is hot. Anyway, of course, Diddy's denied claims um, that he ordered his personal right. chef to serve him up post-coital snacks. Right. Interesting. Post-coital snacks? Yeah. yeah. He would He would bang, and then he'd be like, yo... Can you bring in some of those I'm sorry eggs Benedict I like? And then she would cruise in to serve him and everybody would be like, like cleaning the cum off themselves and stuff. Does it say anything about whether or not um, Sean Combs is a loud comer? I picture him being very dramatic. (laughs) Me too. You you know, you know what he probably does is he probably just puts on his music. No, he just, he plays the sound of someone else coming in the background and he just talks over it. And he's like, (laughs) so it'd be like, somebody'd be like, Oh, Oh, and he'd be like, yo, this is me coming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He'd be like me and my friends, we're going to be friends. And he's like talking over the actual sound I'm of someone I'm so else embarrassed coming. that I ever owned that Bad Boy oh, Volume 1 so and 2 bad. CD. So bad, yes. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on? Um, some porn star, oh. mm-hmm. um, ex-porn star, sorry, is oh, all claiming stars, she's knocked up with Drake, Drizzy Drake's um, Whoa. baby. So oh, they were okay. spotted dining out in Europe with former porn actress Rosie Devine. Yes. Um, and they were pap- papped. And now she's she's hired some big name New York lawyer um, to try and get child support. She claims she's three months pregnant. Oh, interesting. Well, there's ways of finding this out. And then apparently some like rapper, it doesn't say who it is, is basically claiming the kid's his. Oh, well, that wouldn't be smart, now would it? Like she's claiming it's somebody else's. You don't jump in and go, no, no, no. I will be financially responsible for this child. Not Drake, the fucking richest guy around. I got it. I want in on this. Very stupid. Also, well, she's dumb because she chose the name Rosie Devine. When that baby was that cleaning lady porn. What is that? When that baby comes out, you can prove who the daddy is. Yes. It seems a little preemptive for her to be like claiming child support already. Um, so can you do that before the baby comes? 
No. You can't prove you can't prove it. I don't know. I don't Or can you do a DNA test fr- in utero? No, because then she's got to get an amnio, right? Or I right. think so she has she to might, do some sort yeah. of she, invasive yeah. test. I think you got to wait till it comes out. Well, she, she, does, she, might she doesn't want to do any damage to that meal ticket until it comes out if it's for real. I I got to be honest. I don't I don't mind like I like an, a larger like a ample um rump on a woman but this this i've just googled this rosie divine and it's a little bit ridiculous oh you know who i googled cassie oh, oh yeah, you mentioned yeah, oh my yeah, yeah she's one of the hottest chicks yeah yeah she really is yeah let's see let's see she's cassie. a stunner is she is she getting naked oh yeah even next oh to God. Sean Combs and his janky teeth uh well this this cassie she's got a really beautiful face She's really attractive. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's super hot. I can't believe she lays down with that Sean Combs, who also got Jennifer Lopez, my all-time favorite. Second favorite. <laughs> Next to my betrothed. Nice. Good, good, good catch. She's my number one. My number one most favorite is my betrothed. Uh, okay, is that it, Kate? Um, one more. Oh, my God, okay. I've got some great news yes. in politics. Yes, because politics these days is really something. I think off. we can all we don't talk ag- politics on the show. I think we can all agree. Yep. Well, here, here, here we go. Actor Antonio Sabato Jr. is running for Congress, challenger, yes. challenging Rep. Julia Brownlee, um, Democrat in Westlake Village, who represents the Southern Central Coast um, and most of Ventura County over our way, little north. Westlake Village is pretty baller. It is. Um, area. Sabato is a longtime actor, best known for roles in General Hospital and yeah. Melrose Place, and as a model for Calvin Klein underwear. In recent years, he has appeared in several reality TV shows, including starring in My Antonio, a VH1 contest for which women complete, competed for his affection, and Dancing with the Stars. All those things, as we know, are pretty much prerequisites for getting yes, into politics these totally. days. Wait, he was on... Melrose Place, he must have been on there after yeah, the chick that made me watch it broke up with me because I don't remember him being on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. He must, he must be really, he must have some great stories to relate to real people. Yeah. Oh, like, and he was um, a very vocal Trump supporter during the campaign. Yeah. You know, I dealt with a uh, tricky waistband on an underwear shoot about 17 years ago. I know a thing or two about adversity. Yes. I am. Um, oh, you know him. No. Oh. Is he a loud comer? Yes. I sold um the ki- I sold a kid's bike today and this oh, little yes. this little Vietnamese oh. man, Fong, yes. Yes. came over. And he's one of those people that really really wanted to chat with me and talker. He was trying. He was trying to get me down on my price, which I was very firm on. And I told him on the phone, I was like, "You don't have to buy the bike, but this is how much it's going to cost yeah, you if you uh, do." You drive a hard bargain. And anyway, so he came over and he was still trying to do it, and we were having a laugh. And then he he goes, he wanted to know who I voted for, oh. and then proceeded to tell me that that Trump was great and yes. his really great family. So it's not just old so white guys that think. want to mix it up on and this And I was topic. like, it was really funny. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Oh. Anyway, uh, this- so I don't know if Antonio Sabato Jr. is allowed. I can't even uh, say a- it. Apparently he says that, this, that his support for Trump has gotten him blackballed in, in Hollywood. 
Which, so I don't, I don't suppose. How about the that fact doesn't that surprise me. In eighteen years. Yeah, I don't suppose that like everything was going good. Like in 2012, when he played handsome guy number one in the Three Stooges, like <laughs> thing, or AJ on an episode of Little Women Big Cars, whatever that is. Or he was apparently on two episodes of the League. I don't remember that. Little Women Big Cars. I think that was one of the Bronte sisters' books. Right, that's, that's exactly right. Yes, he was also on something called Hometown Hero. Well, I guess he's not going to get that gig anymore. Nope. That's that's lost. He may though get to go on another Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, no, I don't think they bring you back. You only they get don't. The one, you only get the one spot. So no more no do over for Rick Perry either. I don't think so. He's in the government now. Okay, Kate, is that it? Yes. Okay, it. excellent job, Kate. Fantastic work as always. A daily. Thank you. Great job for you, K Mac Tex, the champion of the iTunes contest. Send me an email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle dot com, and we will set you up so you can Skype in to be interviewed on the show to discuss your championship. Very, very proud of you. Uh, okay. That's it until next week for a daily for Kate McManus. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 168 of the baller lifestyle podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye baller. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.